Nerds International proudly presents Do not go out at night, ladies and gentlemen, because the things lurking out there are very bitey and hurty. And today we will explore some such creatures in a new TCC RPG actual play. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Ravenlord, a brand new actual play featuring Grimald and the butler. Oh, they're in for a treat. It's time to get tasty up in this bitch. This is our DCC RPG actual play, not foreign beggars anymore, it is Ravenlord. Oh, now, yeah. you'll understand what that means in a little bit of time, but for now, let's do some character introductions. We'll start with Nick. Nick, who you're playing? Uh, my name's Nick, and I'll be playing Lord Grimald, um, the Hobbit you may have known from the first season. A little bit different, a little bit older. Uh, I would, I'd like to say a little bit wiser, but I don't know. Once, Grimald the Fish, Hobbit King of the Damned, rid the world of chaos for Zovia, the ultimate goddess of law. But alas, it was at such a heavy price, for Grimald lost not one, but two of his most cherished friends, Minoc and Miney, both slain on the dangerous path they found themselves on, cleansing the world of chaos and evil. Even though they did kind of put all of that stuff there in the first place, but nevertheless, it was by Grimm's hand that it was all fixed. Having managed to find an inordinate amount of riches beneath the ruins of his old hometown after it was destroyed during one of his adventures, he bid farewell to where he and his best friend Miney once begged for scraps and was on his way. Where he was going, he didn't know, but he did know he had to leave. There was nothing there for him now. Literally, it was destroyed by a dinosaur. For the longest time, Little Grimm simply walked, reflecting on his loss and contemplating what he should do with himself and his newfound wealth. Now he was truly alone. He felt an overwhelming emptiness inside of himself. Grimald remembered how his best friend Minoc would always talk about being a noble before he lost all of his money and ended up on the streets of Fanning City begging for scraps alongside Grimm. So at that moment, Grimm decided he would live the lifestyle his friend always lied about. He would become a noble, like some strange way of honouring his old adventuring pal. After many weeks of travel, he came upon the town of Frabelton-on-Sea, a little settlement cut into the side of a mountain above the sea, and purchased a plot of exquisite land along with a manor fit for a king, creatively naming the manse Grimmelton. So he was now known as Lord Grimm of Grimmelton. Here, Lord Grimm stayed for many melancholy years, learning how to hobnob with the upper crusts whilst developing a taste for fine wine and nibbles with the help of his trusted manservant, the butler. There would be no more al-kebabs and puddle water for Grimm. In the front gardens of his massive estate, he had a monument erected to Minoc and Miney, made from hewn stone, just like that of the dungeons they used to delve into. He would visit it regularly, often with wine in hand and many more in his belly. It was while reflecting on this giant monument late one evening, steaming drunk on fine plonk, that Minoc spoke to Grimm once more. Over the crashing of the waves from below, he heard 
There is more to life than gold, Grim. You are fat and old. All this is meaningless. Grimald held on to these words and devoted his time henceforth to study, something he had never done, ever. Specifically the study of magics. He hired a local wizard by the name of Astral Steve to be his live-in teacher. Grim was an unbelievably slow learner when it came to learning magic, but at least he had a new hobby. One day this fat old hobbit fish boy would make his old friends proud again, and maybe even himself. And James, who the hell are you? Well, my name is Butler, and I'm Lord Grimm's butler. The butler wasn't always known simply by his current job title. No, he used to be known by his previous job title. You see, before he worked for Lord Grimm, he was a waiter at a fine dining restaurant in Frableton-on-Sea, and was simply known as the waiter. So why does nobody address this poor man by his name? Well, the truth behind the matter is very simple. Nobody knows his name. You see, the butler, before he was known as the waiter, found himself taking a stroll in some woodlands, a few days ride outside Frableton-on-Sea, whereupon he was attacked by a wizard who leapt out from a bush. A bold move for a spell-slinging nerd, indeed, but the mage's opening gambit was a strategic masterstroke. As the butler moved to punch the gangly star regarder in the nose, the magic user took a step back and cast the amnesia spell. The butler took the full brunt of the spell right in the face like a torrent of fizzy light, and the second he was able to, he looked down to see that his purse was missing from his belt, along with the belt which was attached to the trousers which the wizard was now running off with. The butler thought to run after the thieving bastard, but sadly couldn't remember how. He also couldn't remember his name, where he lived, or how to punch a wizard. So, three long days, trouserless and unable to walk, simply stood in place. The man with no name stood there in the woods, getting pissed on by wolves, until eventually he remembered how to walk. It was then that he picked a random direction, and stumbled across Frableton-on-Sea, a quaint cobbled town full of rich toffs. Once there, he begged for money and was homeless for some time until he was offered a job at a restaurant called Enrique's, where he worked as a waiter for a while. This is when he became known as the waiter. The wages were terrible and often non-existent, and they treated him terribly, often burning him with hot ladles for the most minor of mistakes. The boss, Enrique, was the worst. He was a portly man with a belly as large as a wagon. He demanded every plate of posh food always look exactly the same, and would mercilessly beat the cooks from within an inch of their life if the dishes weren't right. In one incident, Enrique was flirting with a lady customer when the waiter was walking past and tripped over a chair leg, dropping a dish of lobster ravioli to the floor. Enrique smashed a wine bottle over the waiter's head, and the waiter went crashing to the floor. Enrique went to grab another wine bottle to continue the punishment, however, his hand was stayed by none other than Lord Grimm, who happened to be dining at the time. With his other hand, Grimm brought his walking stick up and delivered a mighty crack to Enrique's fat head, sending him flying over a table of customers, crashing expensive food all over the mahogany floor. It was then that Grimald reached out a hand to the waiter, picking him up and bade him to leave that place, and work for Grimm up in Grimmelton. The waiter was all too quick to accept, and from then on, with only a slight pay increase but a massive jump in working conditions, he became the butler.
for once we've got no previously to do. So no. let's just get straight on with the bloody adventure, shall we? Yeah, see what's going on. Grimald and the butler. It is the summer the season of parties for nobles, and thus, in Grimald's extravagant mansion, a day of merriment, wine, quartets and volivants has taken place. Many well-to-do folk stand around in their overpriced suits, chatting about rich folk things, such as tennis, horses, and of course, pretending to understand plays their wives have made them attend. However, this has just been interrupted, for Grimald anyway, because five minutes ago, the butler noticed a pink mist heading towards the mansion from the back garden side of the huge homestead, and has called Grimald out to the terrace to view the cloud as it advances towards the summer banquet. Once out here, at the back of the mansion, you stand amongst the expertly trimmed hedges and exotic plants. You can see the mist. It is gargantuan, reaching almost 50 times the height of the four-floor estate, and despite being a cloud, it is abnormally opaque, it obscures everything in sight beyond it. As it comes closer and closer, covering up more and more of the lush gardens, you can hear that it is making all manner of unidentifiable and outlandish noises. Mechanical clicking and whirring, biological sloshing and gushing, and the gusting of wind. There is the faint smell of citrus mixed with rotting meat which forces its way into your nares. And there's me thinking that these days were over, lording it up, but it looks like the call to adventure gets quieted, but not silenced. <coughs> oh, 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 oh. I, haven't had, I haven't said a punchy thing in years. That <laughs> hurt my chest. Anyway, butler. Yes? What is this shit that I am viewing upon my eyes? Um, well, as I mentioned before, um, it's a pink mist. It stinks, that's what it does. What's it doing, eating everything? I'm frightfully sorry, your lordship, but the stink is coming from you. Oh, well, well, why haven't you bathed me? You know, if you don't do it, I won't do it myself. I'm just looking in your diary, sir, and it is not yet... Give me that! Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. We've got at least a day until we are meant to wash you. Well, alright, well don't comment on the stench if you're not prepared to put the overtime in. Look, I've, said it, I've said it for years now, and uh, it's just... It's not my fault. It, it, well, it is. Well, it's the scales, isn't it? I'm covered in scales. Yes, so therefore it's your fault. I mean, it's hard to get the dirt I'm out from underneath. For your lordship. Look, that's your lordship. At this point, you see one of the gardeners come up, and uh, he's trimming one of the hedges, and starts running away from the from the actual mist, and he's like, um, "Yes, I can see that actually uh, the stink does not in fact come from the master. It's it's actually coming from the mist itself." Uh, Speak up, Michael. Look, look uh, okay. Look, Jesus. The, the point is. Is that I know the master does stink, being being a very, being a very scaly fish person. It's just that right. the 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 mist coming towards the mansion. It's making my gardening job very very difficult. Maybe we should do something. It's going to ruin the party, and and the gardening's becoming very difficult. What my what my busy lizzies are going to get killed. Yeah, and and all of the the, the petunias they they're getting no. Look, I didn't tell you to stop gardening. Now do carry on. Yeah, that's a point, yeah. What Don't let I... this mist interfere with your work. But I'm going to get eaten by the mist. Mm. Well, it doesn't matter. You, you you paid to garden, aren't you? Well, I haven't taken my lunch break yet. Would you mind if I go inside? You've got at least another ten minutes until your lunch break, actually. Uh, well, all right, then. 
get your secateurs and get back to work. You see him start snipping on, on the hedges, and as he does so, he's looking at the mist nervously, looking back at you, then looking at the mist, and the mist continues to advance towards the mansion, and you see him just go... And he gets enveloped by the mist. I it's have, just it, Michael. I, well, I have, an, uh, you know, um, that was a test. What this mist was? No, the, the him, Michael. Uh, oh, I, I needed to see what happened. Well, is that him? By the looks of it, is that? Yeah. yeah so we probably should, you know, take his advice and do something about it. <laughs> All right. Let me try this. I'm gonna walk towards the mist a little bit and be like, "Hey, fuck off!" Okay, give me a personality roll, please. <laughs> 18. <laughs> Bizarrely, uh, the mist um, does not heed your advice. It continues to advance towards the mansion and at this point actually speeds up. It's almost as if the things that it's feeding on are giving it more um, gusto. Okay. And it just continues to advance towards the mansion. You can see that all the party guests are at the windows and have actually seen it and start to panic and scream inside. No, don't worry, it's all part of the entertainment. Lord Grimm's put a little show on for you. Just go about your volivants. Can I try something? Yeah, go I'm on. gonna walk slightly up to the mist as well, and then I'm gonna um, blow as hard as I can at the mist. Give me a strength roll, please. Oh, oh. 19. And I go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it is a very, very powerful blow. Um, it does not slow the mist down whatsoever. In fact, it is coming at you quite fast at this point. Right, that's it. I'm you, out of ideas. You can see things like trees, plants, garden walls, bits of gravel just getting sucked up inside. Right, come on. I've seen enough. Yes, uh, I think we should go inside. If the blowing and insults don't work, then, well, we better get inside. Come on, quickly, butler, before you get sucked away like Michael. Right you are, sir. Both give me an agility roll to get inside, please. <laughs> Seven. Oh, five. <laughs> Okay, both of you immediately, as you're trying to leg it away from the mist, get sucked inside. <laughs> you are enveloped by the pink mist. The rotting smell twists and turns in your nostrils as the otherworldly sounds intensify. It becomes the smell of burning steel, followed by that of mouldy, decaying wood, and finally an acute smell of salt and the ocean. This is rather fitting, because after a few prolonged seconds, the foul mist clears and you find yourself at sea. Or rather, you are just outside Grimmelton, your manor, which is now floating at sea. A cursory glance around your surroundings and you can see that it is suddenly nightfall. A pinkish red moon hangs heavy in the sky, much closer than usual. Both of you give me a perception check, please. Oh my god, 17. Uh, 16. You both make out a long stretch away, where the dark sea meets the night sky, a length of land, a beach of sorts. It is to the south of the floating manse. The state of the terrain is hard to make out in this light, but many darkened, pointed limbs rise from the land, snaking up toward the moon. And you guys are just uh, treading water right next to your mansion, which is now floating there. Oh, bloody hell, someone's turned my house into a boat! Um, uh, what happened? 
Uh, oh, I don't know. Look, one minute we're talking and shouting at Pink Miss. Next time, next thing we know, we're in the blinking water, and my lovely house is now floating. Quick, try and get on. Yes, I was going to. Not good at swimming. I was going to suggest. Uh, Save me first, you idiot. Wait a minute. Not good at swimming, but you have scales. Um, it's yeah, a long story. Master, may, may I may I be, be be permitted to take my lunch break now? Michael. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm here too. Oh, well, I'm glad you're in one piece, mate. Well, it's been ten minutes, so yeah. Yeah, help me get back on my boathouse. You see Michael start swimming towards the mansion. He's like, I'm going to take a sandwich break uh, down in the brig room, if that's all right with you. Right, I can't see how it is. You just swim off when your lord needs some help. Right, butler. Well, uh, help uh, me. Grab grab my silver tray. Yeah. The right. handle. Yeah. I'll hold this side of it. That's it. And I'm going to help you across. Swim me course. in. Swim me in. All right, um, the butler, give me an agility roll, please. Six. Okay, it is a pathetic swim. Um, you, you are really, really struggling to get back to the back entrance of the mansion, which is, you can see, is open. And you can see water sloshing in, making the carpet really quite ruined. Oh, no! Oh, no! Not my shag pile! For crying out loud, this is the worst day ever! <laughs> Sorry, sir, I'll get that cleaned as soon as we... Ugh. Just get me on the bloody solid ground! Trying! 20. You give another yank onto the silver tray which Grimald is holding onto and really try your best and in your suit in the water you give a really good breath stroke and get you guys back onto, well, you could call it solid land but it's a mansion floating in the sea. And you guys are now in the mansion. You close the door behind you but as you look out of the windows of the bottom floor you just see that you're surrounded by ocean on all sides, except for this spit of land that you can see in the distance. Oh, bloody soaked. Well, well, ain't this a predicament, butler? Well, um, it's probably okay to take that bath now. Oh, very fun. Is it really the time to be wisecracking when we're in this current situation? I mean, look, Michael's downstairs having a lunch break. You're pissing about with baths. And my house is floating in the sea. No, sir, sir, sir. My carpet's soaked. Look, I need to... Well, I need to um, clean the carpet. No, you need to dry me down. Come on. Just get a, get a, get a towel. Rub me down so I am dry. And then we will survey what's going on in this house. Right you are, sir. Oh, for God's sake. Give me some wine while you're at it. Yes, sir. Butler, give me a uh, perception roll. See if you can find those things. Three. The butler comes back after a little while with a tea towel and a glass of orange juice. Um, in his confusion, he found it very difficult to find these things. Um, what have you got there? What is that? Orange juice? Got a towel and some uh, white. Oh, what part of wine is in orange juice? You know the all wines juice. I'll just give it. <laughs> oh, disgusting! Give me that towel. I'm partially dried. Ah, oh, right. I'm going to my quarters. I need to think about this. Where's every, Where's the guests? As you walk around the mansion, you notice that the guests are notably absent. Hello? Your voice echoes through the mansion, walking back to your quarters. Lord Fimley? Lord Fimley is nowhere to be seen. Lady Buttersworth? Lady Buttersworth is also not attendant. Well, that ain't a bad thing. They're both arseholes, but... I didn't tell him to leave. It appears they're not... Well, no, 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 none of our guests are here, sir. What about the staff? Bar Michael. And you, of course, butler. Um, that, that, that is the staff for today. What? 
When I said cutbacks, I didn't mean... I meant... Oh, forget about it. Oh, I'm getting a headache. Um, as you get to your quarters, um, you notice that the mansion is beginning to sway uncontrollably in the water. Oh, shit! And you notice that there is um, some water starting to rise up, despite the fact that it is on the third floor. Um, there is some water starting to rise up into your room, and it is um, actually starting to go up to about your knees. Um, sir, could you let us... Uh, should we go up to upper level? Yeah, probably the best thing you've said all day. It seems to be that we're sinking. You telling me that my lovely house that I put all my effort into is now going to sink to the bottom of the ocean? No, I'm because of a pink mist. I'm not telling you. It crashed my party. No, sir. It, it, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's move move away from it. I'd like to stop it, really. Well, yes. Well, how about we go up on the roof on the verge and then take a good look in the distance and see what's up ahead? Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Help me. Where's my... Oh, here it is. I've got my stick. Yeah, let's go. Come on. Both of you give me agility rolls, please. 19. 17. Okay, you guys now swim out of the window and out of the mansion, but you can see that just the roof is now visible as it's st- the, the mansion is now sinking completely underwater. Yeah, get on the roof. It's the only part left that's still afloat. Yes, sir. You guys, as you guys um, swim up to stand on the roof... You can see that, yes, in fact, well, you're on the roof, so you can see that the entire thing has sunken underwater now. Um, as you stand up there, you see something bob up to the surface. It's What's a, that? It's a half-eaten sandwich. Oh, Michael, no! He's been drowned! Right, well, you're left with just me, sir, again. Right, right. Don't worry, I've got your back. Yeah, right, look, this is not good. We are sinking. How can we get to that bit of land over there? Uh, probably swim. Ugh, I ain't the strongest of swimmers, as you well know. Well, we can try the silver tray. Why don't we break something off this roof, see if it'll float? At least then we've got something to keep us floating. I've got to think of everything, butler. Well, you are the lordship. I yeah. can't overstep my mark. You're my advisor, as well, remember? My oh. confidant. What Tell you about my love life. Well, how about then? Go on. I've got some good advice. Yeah, yeah. Let's break something off the roof to help the Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well done. Well done. Your pay review will be pulled forward for this great... Oh, for fuck. Right you are, sir. Get going. Right, look at that bit of wood there. That lovely gabled-edged roof that I had made so lovely. Looks like we're just going to have to rip it off. It might float, though, because it's made out of cheap wood. But don't tell anyone that. I've done it on a budget. Alright, the butler, give me a strength roll. 16. <coughs> nice. Yeah, you snap a large piece of gabled edge roof off of the mansion. And it's just about big enough to fit you both on there. It could make a rudimentary raft and would allow you to get to that piece of land should you be able to use it correctly. There we go, good start. Get up here, sir. Yep, get up. <coughs> right. I'm going to use my silver tray as the... Oh, nice. Yeah, very good. Okay, yeah, give me an intelligence roll to use uh, some sort of boating skill. 13.
As you get closer and closer to the looming land in the distance, you can see that it is a vast swampy mangrove. The closer you get, the water seems to thicken up, becoming harder to navigate through. The trees, you notice, are all blackened and dying. In fact, every last piece of vegetation is dark and withered. You see only one safe place to break the water, a beach of sorts, but even the sand on the beach is black as pitch. Mm. Well, ain't this just lovely? Yeah, it's quite a depressing sight, isn't it? Wait, no, you want to see a depressing sight? Turn around. I can't see anything. Exactly. Oh. My house is gone. Gone. I, I live there too, so I know how it feels. Both Michael's gone. Both of you give me a perception roll, please. Uh, ten. <laughs> Seven. Just off in the distance, just where your mansion used to be, you can notice the tiniest pinprick of something coming up out the water. What's that? Is it my house rising back up like a thing that rises? You just gonna leave me here? Oh, it's Michael. Shit. Guys, I'm gonna die. Mike, swim towards my voice. Just swim. You see him start to swim towards you. And as he does so, you see a tentacle come out the water. And he's like, what? What? Was swim it? faster, mate. Swim faster. You see him really struggling to start swimming. And this tentacle just wraps around him like a python and drags him under the water and he's like I hated my job Mike what you're fired <laughs> come on butler <laughs> I, I know I employed you for something it's your rapier sharp wit nice one anyway well that's sad lost the house lost Michael but on the upside we ain't dead yeah, uh, yes so and this beach is horrible. Well, let's let's take a look around then, shall we? Well, yeah. Actually, wait, come, come here a minute. I'm, I'm just going to... Uh, what is it? What can I say on my face? Uh, many things on your face. Well, get it off then, quickly. What if we meet someone and I need to make an impression? Uh, okay, I'll just tidy you up a bit. <laughs> oh, shit, hold on. I've just realised something. What? Now when I said put all my gold in that really secure place underneath the bottom of the mansion... Yes. Do you think it's safe to say that the gold has also sunk? Well, uh, yes, sir. Okay. Right. We might have to discuss your current pay later. Oh, shit, I don't even want to think about You're now it. about ten feet from the beach. Get on land, quick, otherwise... Lest we be eaten by the tentacle. As you leave the foul sea and climb ashore, you feel the shadowy sand beneath your feet. A smell of rot and filth pervades this beach. In front of you, to the south, is a line of ashen, dying forest, gnarling out like the hands of begging hags. To the west is a high cliff covered in vines and some liquid that in the dim light is hard to make out. However, it looks thick. To the east, you can see that this foul bank stretches on for quite a while. Mm. Well, ain't this a lovely sight? A lovely sight and a putrid smell. Mm. Do you know what, though? Although I seem to have lost everything, I feel like a, a heavy weight has been lifted off of me. Yeah, yes, you, well, you haven't... I'm almost excited. You haven't lost me, sir. No, thank God. Mm. As annoying as you are, I don't know what I'd do without you, butler. That's the truth. But there is no. something inside that seems like it's been rekindled. I feel I feel new again. 
Let's, let's, let's explore this shit hole. Right, come on, follow me. Stay close. Have, have you got any kind of training other than butlering? Um, no. Well, there's a side of me you don't know about. But you're going to find out soon enough. Right, you are, sir. <laughs> come on, let's go in the forest. Yes, sir. Entering the dark, blackened forest, a hideous smell assaults you. It is a smell of month-old eggs with a sickening sweetness mixed in. The pungency of the smell is overwhelming and dizzying to a degree which cannot be overstated. As when you enter, you feel immediately light-headed, and it's easy to see where the smell is coming from. Although the forest is dark under the pale light of the heavy moon, you see that the forest floor, save for a 30-foot circle in the entryway, is covered in a thick, dark liquid creating a fetid bog which stretches on for miles, encompassing nearly the whole forest and visible in nearly every direction. Dead and melting trees poke out from within the foul ichor, as well as some larger rocks, and this cruel image is all you see some way into the darkness. Ah, uh, this is disgusting. Uh, Reminds me of a life I used to live a long time ago. Well, d does it? Yeah, I'll tell you about it later. It's a long story. Oh, no, I remember. We've, we've, we've told me this before, yes. And it was this bad? Well, it was all sorts of bad, if I'm honest with you. This ain't too bad. I mean, it's a putrid forest that's clearly being decayed by some hideous mist. But I've had worse, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Did you bring any wine with you? Um. As you stand there talking, you can hear the sound of someone or something wading through the hideous swamps. And then... From behind the trees, you see three masses of shambling, brittle bones being held together by thin strips of flesh shuffling towards you, each holding thick pointed sticks. They hiss angrily. Yes, walking, living skeletons are coming towards you with intent to harm. Butler, you need to make a fear check. 22. Yes, you actually manage to overcome the fear, although what you see is quite foul. Skeletons coming towards you. But now, we need to roll for initiative. Okay, so Butler, you are first. Eat it! <laughs> right you are, sir! Ah! I'm gonna hit it with my wine bottle. 17. Two damage. Your wine bottle comes down on one of the skeletons hard. You hear a nasty knock as it smashes into it, and the skeleton hisses at you with anger. <laughs> Grim, you are up next. I can't believe this day has come again. We are truly adventuring again, fighting evil foes. <laughs> Let's talking more fighting, I sir. I feel alive. Right, watch this. All right, yeah, I'm going to try and wallop him with my walking stick first of all. 20. <laughs> yeah. Is that a crit? Yeah. Yeah, that was a crit. A stunning crack to the forehead. Add a d3 to your damage. Four damage. You swing the walking stick round, and you smash the second one in the head, and you see it just crumble to the floor like a badly made xylophone. So then the third skeleton rears up with his pointed stick and having you seen you just kill one of his friends, he's going to make an attack on Grimald. He hits you for two damage, oh. stabbing you in the knee. Next up is going to be the butler. Leave my lord alone, you putrid prick. Yeah, leave me alone. Um, I'm going to silver tray him this time around. Go for it. Eleven. Three damage. The silver tray bashes the skeleton in the head, making a noisome clang, 
and you see the skeleton's head wobbling. Ha! See? Take that! Next up is Grimald. Hit me in the bloody knee, will ya? I've just had that bit f- fixed. Eat me walking stick. Oh, toe. Your walking stick, as you sort of shakily um, stumble forward with your uh, bad knee, um, just swings through the air. You miss the skeleton entirely. Ah, oh, fuck. The skeleton then takes his turn, swinging for the butler, missing entirely as the butler expertly dodges back. <laughs> now it is the butler's turn. No one takes a swipe at me and lives to tell the tale. Fourteen. <laughs> the, with a, one final swing with your tray, you smack the skeleton in the in the head, knocking its head clean off the body. And then the the head sort of as it as it knocks onto the ground, it goes whoa. Okay, 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 okay. Come bad over, come bad over. Okay. Heads up, mate. <laughs> Look, I know when I've been bested in a fight. Okay, let's just get along, shall we? Oh, now you want to be friends after you just broken my knee? Look, you can't blame me for trying, can you? But you yeah, came at yeah. us. All hissy and angry. Yes, Look, wh- it's what we gotta do, you know. What Times- do you mean, what you've got to do? Times are tough here in the old, you know, the Barglands. What are you? And who sent you? <laughs> and we've done my house. Look, you're a stranger in foreign lands. I gotta stab you a couple of times. Come on, just All don't right. crush my head. I beg, I beg you. Well, are you gonna? As long as you're gonna be nice to us. Well, I can hardly beat you up, can I? Well, you know about this place, do you? I know a little bit. I'm gonna walk over and pick the head up. Oh. Whoa, okay. Put him in my That's it, put him on the tray. Right, uh, Eddie, what uh, are you saying? Oh. I'm a bit hard of hearing these days, so you're gonna to have to speak up a little First bit. First of all, I got a name. My name's not Hedy. Uh, what is he then? This is Daniel. Daniel Irwin. Nice to meet you. Hello, Hedy. Nice to meet you, Daniel Irwin. Look, look. All I, all I beg of you is not, don't, don't crush me. Don't completely obliterate me, and I'll help you out. How about that? If you don't bite me, it's clear that you guys mean business, and I, I, all I'm asking you is, 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 I, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll give you directions. All of this shit. Just, just, just don't kill me. Okay. Butler, pop him on the floor a minute. I need a quick chat with you. Okay, I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna put like his skull face on the ground and sort of like push it in a little bit. As it turns around so he can't see us. That's it. Just stay there a minute. Don't, don't drown him in the bog. Lift him up a little bit he, so he can. So, so he can't drown because he's a skeleton. Well, just in case. Pull him out a little bit. That's it. Right, leave him there. Come over with me. Come over with me. Right, fine. Right. You, you walk a little distance away from the, the from Daniel's head. Okay, cool. Butler, Butler, come in close. Listen, right. You are my most trusted advisor. Yes. So I need you to advise me wisely here. So we've had a, we have been attacked by this skeleton. But now he wants to, to make a truce and help us. Should we trust him? Well, no, I don't think we should, but he's our only thing to go on. So how about I put him in a sack and when we need him, we can take him out and ask him questions. Let's face it, he's scared of being crushed. So... We can always threaten him with that. True. We're all right. So, all right, all right. Penalty of crushing if he misbehaves. Let him call off in the bag. All right, all right, let's go back. Okay. All right, Daniel. You. My butler will explain the situation. Butler. I'll pick him up and I'm holding him like a Shakespearean play. <laughs> and I'm saying... So, um... Yo, d- let's da- talk business. Oh, this is weird. Um... <laughs> Could you not do that? Well, I had mud in my mouth. What the fuck? What do you expect me to do? What, chew the mud all day? Yes. Look, look, boys. Men. Look, men. Lord, if you will. Oh, yes. Oh, you're a lord? 
I am indeed. Why do you wear a, a, a wet suit? It, well, it, it, well, it weren't wet about an hour ago. I was having a nice party with my other lords. And then whatever happens, happened. And now I'm here talking to bloody Daniel Skeleton Head. Oh. What do you mean, oh? Oh, you mean the mist spot you hear? Well, the mist, yes. the mist gate crashed my party. This <laughs> is it's a tale as old as time, my friend. It see, it happens about every week nowadays. Uh, mist brings someone here. We knife them up on the beach. We I'm so your party, then. We, 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 I'm not anything to do with the mists. I just, uh, I, I just, I just knife people for food. Okay, well, I can, I can, I can understand that. Like food, you eat. Yeah, but only for fun. Uh, it's just a laugh. I don't have to eat, but you know, it reminds me of when I had skin and organs and clothes and. Oh, now you're making me feel bad. Look, stop it. And look, listen, Daniel Head. Will you at least look? Tell me what who who, who controls this evil mist? Do you know that at least? Oh yeah, I know. I'll give you that information if you do me a favor. Go on. Well, uh, I I I want to leave the Boglands. Right. And you see the Boglands... Okay, look, it's time for story time. Sit down, sit down. It's time for story. It's yeah. wet. Can I just sit on the stand? Okay, stand up. Yeah, it's stand. Okay, stand up. It's time for story time. All right, come on then, lay it on us. See, as I said, the place you find yourself in is known as the Boglands. As you no doubt noticed, it's a big old black swamp, hence the name. Well, the reason it's like this is because it is so necromancer called the Bog Lord. He spends all day doing these weird fucked up experiments in a crypt on the hill to the south, just past the forest. And the more he does this fucked up shit, the more this black stuff seeps out and pollutes this damn place, turning everything into death and blackness. Well, anyway, he never leaves, so very few people have ever seen what he looks like. But there are rumors, lots of rumors. Some people say he's immortal, that he's a physical manifestation of the shadows or ruination or some shit, but there's one generally accepted story. Supposedly, he was a man once, and his wife and his kid died. Stricken with grief, he went on some kind of epic quest and stole power from a grave lord and tried to use it to resurrect his family. Well, he was a beginner at necromancy and predictably it did not go well. You see, the spell needed a living host for his wife and kid to inhabit. Accidentally, he became that host, and now they're inside him, screaming and wailing, wishing they was dead. So every day, he's up in there in that old crypt, becoming more and more insane by the day, trying to find a way to extricate them from inside him and free them all. But the trouble is, every failed necromantic experiment sends these lands further and further into ruin. So why am I telling you all of this? Because we can't fucking leave. We're all trapped here. Those mists that brought you here, they surround this fucking place. And if you try to walk through, boop! Fuck you right back to right on the fucking beach. You wanna leave? You gotta kill the Bog Lord. Right. Okay, well that's pretty disgusting story, is it? Oh, it's quite entertaining actually. Yeah, right. well, I mean, I've been working on the actual telling of the story the, for quite some the, time. The delivery was quite good, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got a yeah, point here. Well, See, I'm not, I'm not the best at introductions. I've always wanted somebody to help me, but the trouble is, is whenever somebody comes onto the beach, I try to hit them with a pointy stick. Well, why don't you give yourself a round of applause? Well, maybe they well, it's obvious. <laughs> that wasn't very nice, was it? That's true. But, uh, come on, come on, mate. Have, have some fucking compassion. Going forward, if you ever do get your body back and you want to make friends... I can't get my body back, you knocked it off! Oh, yeah. You knocked my body off! We knocked your body right off. Alright, I'll tell you what. 
let us help you, and then you can help us. So, you kill the Bog Lord, make sure the mists don't surround the Bog anymore, and then we all leave and we go on a big trip, and I'll tell you who controls the mists and you can go home. How about that? Sounds like an adventure to me. Is that a quest you're talking about? No. Oh. It's just a- You sure it ain't a quest you're talking about? No, it's just a mission. Oh, I think it's a quest. No, it's just a- It's just a- It, it is a task. Um, I think Grim's back on the quest trail. No, it's da not a- Daniel, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel. Shut your mouth. It is a quest, sir, yes. <laughs> Here we go again. Brilliant. Brilliant. You'll learn, brother. You'll learn. You're my new adventuring partner now. And now we've got a skeleton attacking us. Oh, yes, just like the old days. Look, look, shut the fuck up. Nothing you do around here can be considered an adventure. Look at this place. Hold, hold the profanities around the Lord. Okay. He's got a point. Cunty. I'm the one that's... Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just going to take him and bury, him in his, bag. bury his face on the <laughs> ground again. Okay, sorry. All oh, that, all oh, that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the profanities. Right. What way should we go? Where's this bog lord? Okay, look, point me in 360 degrees and I'll say stop. I'm gonna spin slowly. Yep, and once you're pointing south, he goes that way. Right, I'll put him in the sack. Um, straight away. Yep. And is there a pile of bones still? Yeah. Can I grab a femur? Okay, yeah, you pick up a femur and you've got a 1d4 club or <laughs> weapon. <laughs> nice. Don't tell Daniel about that. Right, let's go the way Daniel said then. Okay, you guys head through the forest, and I'd like you both to give me a perception roll, please. Eight. Uh, a thirteen. Okay, you spy a path of sorts through the woods, although calling it a path would be extremely generous. <laughs> you notice that there are several rocks jutting out from the liquid covering the swampy floor, just close enough together that you may be able to hop between them, creating a safer way to get further south. These impromptu stepping stones have no uniform shape, however, and may be tricky to navigate. Can I come out of the bag now? What? Can I come out of the bag now? I'm going to take him out of the bag and say, Wow, okay. What? Hello. What do you want? I said, can I come out of the bag now? Well, you're out of the bag, all right. Yeah, so can I remain out of the bag? No. no. It's easier to carry you when you're in the sack. And you're a bit mouthy. Man. Don't you're, draw you're unnecessary attention. Yeah, well, I'm pretty, like, about half of my body is a mouth now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, can I just, why you gotta put me in the bag? I'm, I'm the guy with the directions. If you, look, just keep me out of the bag. But there's nowhere I can carry you. Put him on the tray. Just tie me no, but, to... but, sir, sir, sorry, but I, to, if I had him on the tray, then I've got to hold him like an ornament, of which he is not. Just balance me on your head. All right, give him here. I'm gonna try and put him on my shoulder. That's a, uh, okay, actually, you know what, thinking about it, if we're gonna go over the stepping stones, that's a terrible idea, there's one failed well, misstep and I'll be dope down in there, whoa, fie, fiddlesticks and I'll be sure, I'll be shit. Put back in the bag, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna put it straight back in there. Okay, okay. We'll get you out when we're done. We've gotta get over this perilous bloody thing. Right. Right, so, um, do you have anything heavy on you? Well, it's a bit of a rude question, isn't it? I mean, what else are we talking? Well, sir, I merely was suggesting that you pass it to me. You make well, it now, over. now we're getting even more you, into dangerous territory. You make it over safely, and then I will follow. My everything cannot be detached. Wink. 
Oh, right, right. Oh, you mean anything else? Right, you are, sir. Um, ooh, bit embarrassed. Sorry. Oh, don't be so coy. You've washed me many times. <laughs> yes, but, uh... Took me by to shut up. No, it's work. The Lord must be kept clean at all times. Anyway, why am I talking to a skull in a bag about bloody being a lord? Anyway, no, I haven't got anything heavy, I don't think. Well, I've got my walking stick. Well, that'll just help help you about. And my coin. Always got me coin. Is it is it heavy? Nah, nah, I can handle it. I'm alright. Not out, I'm old, but I ain't that old. <laughs> right, who's going? Am I going first? Why don't you get on my back? Even better. Alright. Lord Grimm climbs up onto the butler's bag. Butler, give me an agility minus three <laughs> to get across. You got this, butler. Ten. The butler jumps across a few of the stepping stones, light-footedly, with Grimm on his back. Grimm is, of course, a hobbit and is, of course, small in stature, but this doesn't help as the butler slips and falls into the bog. (laughs) But luckily, you only take one point of poison damage as both your feet slip into the horrific poisonous bog. Don't put your foot in it! Jesus! Just a misstep, just a misstep. I've still got you. Concentrate! Oh, I am trying. Give me another agility roll as you're going to try and get out of there. No. You continue just to simply wade through the bog. You're unable to get footing on the stepping stones. You've still got a quite a way to go. Continue to give me agility, please. Come on, I go to die. Okay, you take a further one point. Oh, oh, sir. What's the matter? Um, hurting. What is? Hurting. What, mage? Sound I'm fat. Something to do with this grossness is disgusting me. It's hurting me. Okay. You're now near the edge, so give me one final agility roll to see if you can leap out. 13. You do manage to leap out, taking no further poison damage, and you just about get out. Your trousers are covered in this hideous black goo. I uh, jump off you and go, see, that wasn't so bad, was it? No, sir, are you alright? I'm fine. Thank, Thank you. Fuck for that. The goo is not coming off of your trousers, however. Uh, I'm going to tear the um, bottom parts that are covered in goo off and then put them back on the shorts. You made yourself a pair of short pants. You tear the trousers, and now you've got a uh, wonderful tailored tuxedo for a butler, but with these horrific torn shorts on at the bottom. So, do, do, uh, be honest, do I look cool? Uh, turn around. Hmm. Back to me again. Hmm. Right. Cool. Thank you. No. Oh. No. I thought we were finished. No, no, not at all. Sorry. No, you look like a hideous... Hideous mess. Well, at least I'm not scaly. Uh, what was that? I said I cannot wait to get through this. That's what I thought. Come on, where's that head? Get that head out. <sighs> Daniel, look, we're over the bog bit. Uh, now where? You gotta go up that hill. What, that menacing, dark, disgusting looking one? Yep, that's the one. Uh, <sighs> look, um, could you just give me a heads up? Are there any uh, more? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Good one. The best thing you said all day. Very right? good. Come on, let's go.
in all seriousness, is there... Is there any more traps like goo? That's not a trap, that's just the bug. Fuck, I mean, uh, flip. <laughs> oh, you'll get used to this, butler. Just when you think things couldn't get worse, they often do get worse. Did I ever tell you the time when I got attacked by a dinosaur? Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. I thought it was a lie, but I can see now that it was probably true. I mean, I believed it. Totally. Is this what you guys do all day? You just stand around talking crap like a bunch of fuck. Put him in the bag right, again. Shut up. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. He's alright, but he's not chat a lot. Oh, no, no. He's done off just mouthy mouth. Any? Right, so up this is all then. Yes. Try not to fall in the bog. Mm. I don't want you to lose any more of your uniform. It's expensive. Yes. Sorry, sir. It's fine. It's fine. Call me, call me my lord. So, uh, sorry, sorry, my lord. That's better. So as Daniel Owen mentioned, the land starts to go uphill and you come to a portion of the boglands that is thankfully clear of necromantic feculence, for now at least. The ground still contains the odd puddle, but is mainly just black soil and sparse, brown, brittle grass. Around you, the same black trees still loom overhead. There is a pathway leading south from this clearing again, going uphill. Next to it is a sign made of charcoal coloured wood. On it. Written in white, presumably chalk, it says, The Bog Lord's Domain. And a crudely painted, sad face comes next. The face has crosses for eyes. <laughs> What's that say, butler? Um, I ain't got my spectacles on. Um, it says the uh, Bog Lord's Domain. Okay, so we're on the right track then. Do you want to pop the skull out, see what he's got to say about it? Right, you are, sir. <laughs> Daniel! Okay, so that says the Bog Lord's Domain. What, don't you guys read or nothing? Nuh-uh. I mean, come on, a sign Nuh-uh. tells you you're going in the right direction and- How can you read? You don't even got eyeballs. Look, I can see just fine, okay? Look, walking skeletons, okay? Let me give you a little, little biology lesson here. Walking skeletons, we come about because of necromantic energy. We were once corpses, and now we're walking again, okay? And we can see through the magic power of necromancy. I don't like it, you don't like it, nobody likes it, but we can see without the without the need for eyeballs. Well, that's gross, and um, back in the sack you go. Wait, wait, no, no, wait one minute. Uh, like, what's he got to say? Hey, okay, can I just argue one point, please, for not keeping me in the sack? Go. What? I'm great at compliments. Oh yeah? Uh, wait, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait a minute. Go on, lay one on me. Okay, you've got very nice arms. Grim looks down at his arms, he's like, Yeah, now that you mention it, I have got very nice arms. Okay, so now I don't need to go back in the sack. Well, you can live under my arm for a little bit. Give me Daniel. I'm gonna hold him. Give me Daniel. Here you go, sir. Thank you. Right. Oh, man, I'm gonna put is... you under my sweaty armpit. This is really a breath of fresh air. If I had lungs, I, I would I would honestly believe that. Come on in, let's go to the bong lord. Ugh. 
No, not bong load, you idiot. He's not a weed smoker. Oh, I thought you said bong load. No, bog load. Bog load. Look, we're surrounded by a bog. He's the lord of the place because he's basically, well, he doesn't necessarily rule it, but he's he's keeping us under his thumb with all of this uh, black energy. He's making a mess, that's what he is. Look at the state of this place. Well, it's just not exactly the Ritz. <laughs> uh, uh, that, yes. Yeah, well, I'm going to have a word with this bloke when I see him. Right, come on, this is stupid. Let's go. Following the path up, you stomp through the dark woodland for some 15 minutes. This is gratefully uneventful until you see a thick branch overlooking the root, which is overhanging over the root, which has the bodies of five unfortunate people hanging from it by their necks. Three men, a woman whose lower half has been completely removed and whose innards now sit fly-ridden on the ground below, and one which has been so mauled and disfigured that their gender is unidentifiable. Both of you make a horror check. Oh my god. Oh. Six. Twenty. <laughs> I got a crit. <laughs> I got a crit there, yeah. The butler, you become immensely scared and are now overwhelmed by an unnerving sense of paranoia. Chills go down your spine. You feel as if the woods themselves are trying to attack you. You feel as if everyone is out to get you. You don't know why, but for some reason you feel as if everything is trying to get you. What's the matter with him? Why is he going front? Why has he got that funny colour? Daniel, look, c calm down for fuck's sake. Calm down. Calm down. Right, come here. I'm gonna slap him. Okay, give me a melee attack roll, please. Uh, 12 there, mate. Roll damage. Uh, one. You slap the butler in the face, and he slaps out of his panic attack phase for now. Look, I didn't want to do that to you, alright? And I'm sorry that I hit you, but you were freaking out, and we can't be having that when we're on a quest. Isn't that right, Daniel? Again, not a quest. I want to point that out. It's just a mission, just a, a task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a quest. Details, it's details. A, we're questing again. It's a quest. And I can't have you doing that when we're questing, because you'll get dead. Put on your notes, paranoia, that's permanent madness. Oh, shoot. Exactly. We, we can't have you fucking up the mission by breathing all the time. You see, I don't ever do it. It always gets in the way, you understand me? Well, you, uh, you, you didn't feel what I felt. No, I understand you've probably never come across such horror no. before. No, I literally have never, no. I know, I know, I understand now. You know, you are a butter butler, but you are my butler. Excuse me a minute, I just need to go over here and be sick. Okay, well, quickly and quietly. <coughs> Feel better? No. Alright, well, look, just don't look at the disfigured corpses. Oh, come on, you act like you've never seen a bunch of hanging, disfigured, mangled, bedded corpses before. Yeah, you are acting a bit like that. Excuse me, sir. Um, might I borrow Daniel? Oh, I mean, no, you'll get used to it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, I'm gonna put Daniel in front of my face. I'm gonna <laughs> shut my eyes. Hello. And then, uh, so he's facing in my direction. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say, right, can you just uh, navigate me past this, please? Please. Well, oh, you big baby. Uh, fine. Okay. <gasps> Two steps forward. Yep. Few more. Yep. A little to the right. Oh. Okay, a bit to the left. Oh, whoa, what's that? <laughs> you're immediately sicked on. You, you're immediately poisoned. And uh, you are drained for two points of agility. You feel the skin on your bare legs as you wear those shorts be, uh, melting off. 
<laughs> well, uh, maybe we should have gone a bit quicker about that. I feel like the uh, sort of two steps to the left thing really didn't do you any favors there, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, it's times like this you gotta laugh or you're gonna cry, you know what I mean? Can you not melt my butler, please? I didn't melt the butler. Where did that come from? The above. Oh, see? And then as Grimwald looks up, you can see that the corpses are chundering. <laughs> from Get away from him! Quick! I mean, come on, you gotta keep your eyes out. He was closing his eyes. That's where. That's why he didn't see the, the, the puke. Sir, run. Yep, run. Dive through. That's the. That's your only option. Well, yeah, I'm, I've, I have done this before. As a moment he dives, I'd like to pull my silver tray out and hold it above the area of where the sit comes out, just in case. Nice. Grimmel, give me a reflex save, and you can do this at a plus two because of the tray. Lovely. Uh, oh, 20. <laughs> Grimmel dives through expertly, and the butler, you feel a torrent of foul sick coming across onto the tray and splashing off. And um, as Grimmel dives through, you get absolutely none on you. There is no effect from the puke get getting on you, because obviously none does. Haha, <laughs> look at that! Expertly done! Uh, Daniel turns to you after this, and he's like, Well, uh, I, I didn't say it was going to be a walk in the park, did I? No, I didn't say anything about walking or parks. Exactly. All right, let's go. Come on. Butler, quickly. Continuing up the path, it is some journey until you reach the top of the hill. You are ascending, but after a few hours of drudging through dark soil and depressing black woodland, hunger rumbling in your stomachs, you reach the apex of the hill. Here, nothing grows, and no trees remain. You exit the forest and are greeted with a bizarre summit which overlooks the entire boglands. From up here, the forest below looks like a dark carpet reaching out into the night sea. Its sad obsidian glory would be worth taking in, if not for the large, crooked crypt, the only landmark atop this peak. It has a gaping hole in its roof, which is spewing out the now familiar black liquid like a waterfall down the sides and back of the tomb, into the forest below. This stone structure has text along the front carved above its door, Aloin and Burkal. The front door is currently closed. It is heavy, stone and looks appropriate for what is supposed to be a resting place for the dead. Um, sir? Yeah? I don't really like the look of this. No, me neither. Oh, well, I, I thought it was... I, I think it looks like a holiday camp. You haven't seen my place. You'd love it. This is horrendous. No, I was joking. Oh. All right, yeah, yeah. Good one. That's why I'm, I'm good at the quips. You see, I used to be a comedian. Really? No. No, I didn't Okay, so. um, should we, uh, should we go in? Well, Ladies uh, let's not be so hasty. Okay. I mean, look at it. It's terrible. It's got guns all growing out at the top of it and everything. Well, you reckon we just walk up and say hello? Gotta be a bit more careful. Butler, got any ideas? Um, yes. Um, if we click our heels twice, we can go home. I hate this place. Right, useless. Erwin, anything? Do you have any explosives? Uh, I've got a femur. What? I mean, <clears throat> show me the femur. Oh my god, that's mine! No, no, it's not. Oh, that's that, a bit awkward. No, that is mine. That's my one. Oh. oh. 
No, well, it's not yours anymore. It's now a weapon. And does it explode? No, yeah, does it explode? I'm not an exploding skeleton. You oh. gotta, you gotta do really powerful magics to make one of those. <laughs> Magic. All right, the calm down. It's not that bad. You see what I can do? I've been practicing. Oh no. It's been amazing, Bob. Wait a minute. You, you're a wizard. <laughs> of course. Well, wizards nearly. Plenty more. Do you know the spell conjure dynamite? Uh, not got that one yet. No. Oh, no, not oh, quite. Eesh. No, my teacher Steve. He's he says I'm a slow learner. You mean you learned magic from a guy called Steve? Astral Steve. Yeah. What kind of wizard name is Astral Steve? I oh, don't know. Butler sorted it out for me. Yes, well, it sounded cool. Um, he said he was good in at it. In what way does Astral Steve sound cool? Exactly in that way. Steve, he's a hoot. <laughs> Get him drunk. <laughs> oh, that probably... Okay, look, look, this is what I was saying. You guys just stand around chatting all day. Let's just, look, or somebody open the goddamn door. Right. I mean, I'm not exactly going to do it, am I? <laughs> I'm going to use the femur to knock on the door. As you knock on the door, no sound can be heard from within. It just makes a, 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 a knocking sound and nothing happens. No one's home. Well, good. Give me a push. What? Who, me? No. Not you, Daniel. I'm just the head. We got to headbutt it open. Butler, I don't open my own doors. It's bad etiquette. Right, you are, sir. <laughs> Go on, be strong. He's really scared opening this. I'll give you a pay rise. <laughs> Croaking open the large door, Butler, you see a stairway leading down. It is littered with corpses. Oh, in God. In fact, this 60-foot staircase is barely visible beneath all the maggot housing bloodied bodies. What can you say? Make a horror check. Why have you gone still? Ten. The butler succumbs to the fear of what he's seen. He immediately flees in the other direction. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Oi! <laughs> You're still on the clock, mate! <laughs> Cease! Oh, for fuck's sake. Wait, where are you going? He's taking me with him. Oh, bloody hell, come here. I'm gonna you run rich, after him. rich dude, you gotta get me. I'm gonna try and run after him. Okay, give me an agility roll, Grimmel, to catch up with him. <laughs> Four. You do not catch up, and you just see the butler running back down to where the corpses are. No, not towards the spewing, but you'll, you'll get dead. Butler, come here. <laughs> Yeah, you do manage to catch up, but it's, it is a little bit too late. Once you get down the hill, you can see that the butler has gone back down to the corpses. He's standing there screaming at the corpses. I'm going to try and get up behind him and put my hand over his mouth. You put your hand over his mouth and he stops screaming. Shut up. You're acting like a big baby. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. Come on, man. You call yourself an adventurer? What's the matter? Look, take a deep breath. Look at me. Look in my eyes. Take a breath. Think about what you're going to say and then tell your lord why you ran away and left him. Okay, release the hand. Let's see what he has to say. Okay. Ready? Go. Ah! Oh, bloody hell. Not quite what I was saying. 
Okay, this is going badly. How, how's he gonna fare in the Bog Lord's fucking crypt? Hey, this is ridiculous. We can't bring this guy in here. It's no, he's learning. Give him a chance. Alright? Just give him a chance. Let's, but let's just kill him, for God's sake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Daniel, there's no need to get hasty. Butler has been by my side for many years. Splash him with some water. You got any water? Uh, no, I've got something better. I've got fine whiskey. Right, here, have a little bit of this. Not too much, just a little. It's expensive. <laughs> now get back, get back. That's enough. Better? Now what's the problem? Mummy. Where? Oh God, there's not mummies here, is there? Oh no. Now I'm in real trouble if there's mummies. D you, Butler, did you see a mummy? What? You just said you saw a mummy. If there are mummies, if there are mummies around, we're in big trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh, look, will you come back with me? If you go any closer that way, you're gonna get spewed on again. Look, it took us goddamn hours to go up that hill. You just ran a few hours back down the hill. Now we gotta go a few hours back up. You understand what you've done to us, you goddamn idiot? Put him in a sack. Right, everyone calm the hell down. And let's go back up to this bloody crypt. Sir, um, I'm terribly sorry that I have not been the best accompaniment on this Quest. Look, it's fine. I know it's. I know you're out of your comfort zone, but you have got a tough act to follow. My old mate Miney, he used to, he used to love adventure, and things like this was when he used to be become, coming to his own. I can't have you crying and running away every time t things get hard. Do you understand? I, I do understand, but you got to toughen up. Hmm. You really got to toughen up. Easier said than done, my lord. I understand that. But come on, let's go. Look, it's all right. Come on. I'll put my arm around the butler and I'll walk him. I'll, walk, I'll put my arm around his hip and I'll try and walk him back up the hill again. You head back up the hill. Yep. You're now back up the crypt. You can see that the door is open. It's still littered with bodies. The butler, just make a fear check. Yes! 18. Given the nip of whiskey and the little speech from Grimald, you managed to overcome it this time. So you just picture them as uh, fluffy bunnies rather yes. than mangled corpses. Precisely what I'm doing, can I have more whiskey? Uh, no. Uh. It is now that you notice, running along the stairwell above the abhorrency, is a large pipe. It is extremely rusty to the point of near ruin. In fact, at some points there are holes which no one appears to have tried to mend. You see that more of the dark liquid drips from these gaps. Near the entrance the pipe sharply turns upwards and out of the ceiling. You see that the, at the bottom of the stairway is a landing followed by another stone door. Upwards and onwards then. Try not to walk into this filthy liquid. It was actually downwards and onwards sir. Don't correct me. But, sir. When I'm giving instruction. Right you are, sir. In fact, that's better. Downwards and onwards. Um, Cheeky sod. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we'll yeah, we'll trudge down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And As then open the door. Well, go to the door. Go to the door. Yeah. As you make an advancement forward, around five of the bodies from the ones strewn about the floor begin to crack and creak and make attempts to stand up, leaving bloody puddles of maggoty piles on the floor. Oh. They stare and point at you. 
roll for initiative. The butler, you are first. Butler is going to give a swipe with a femur at uh, one of the corpse's heads. 17. Two damage. Yeah, you smack one of the zombies in the side of the head. It makes a grim thud as you hit it in the side of the head, but the thing still remains standing. <laughs> Next up, the grim standing corpses are going to make their turns. They shamble towards you. Two of them take hits at Grimald, hitting him. Oh! And they do four damage to him. The other three make swings at the butler. And thankfully, they're all swiping at his legs as they shamble across the floor, but do not manage to actually do any damage, just scrambling and biting at his shoes. Oh. Next up is going to be Grimald. Yeah. Right, so I need something flammable to be able to do flaming hands, so maybe I could take the butler's bib. I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to have to borrow your bib. Borrow? Yeah, borrow. I'll get you one back, I promise. So you'll give this back in exactly the same condition? Potentially, yeah. Give it here. Ah. Right, you little fucks. Have some of this. Flaming hands! That's 11 spellcasting. So the spellcasting fails. You burn the bib and it lights on fire in your hands, but sadly it doesn't actually give enough energy to cast the spell. Ow. You see some embers just fall sadly to the ground. Um, sir? Yeah, when I did it with Steve, it was a lot better. Was that, was that it? Uh, well, uh, don't ask questions. Just attack them. Butler, it is your turn. Sir, do as I do and give it legs. Where's the wine? Um, it's through the door. Best be quick. Oh, you mean right, yeah. I gotcha. Cryptic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go then. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna sprint as fast as I can, try and get down the stairs and through the door. 16. Sweet. Uh, you run to the door. Now give me a strength roll to see if you can push it open. 13. Yeah, you push the door open and Grimald, you see the butler just disappear into the next room. Sir? Yeah? Hurry up! Right, come in. Grimald, you are now alone with mm -hmm. these horrible monstrosities. They're going to go mental. As, as their hands lash out and whip at you, you do take three damage from their severe punches and scratches. Oh, I haven't took a beating like this in years. Grim, it is now your turn. Well, that's unfriendly, wasn't it, you little shits? Anyway, as lovely as it's been, bye. I'm going to run and try and get through <laughs> their legs and just leg it. Okay, yeah, give me an agility roll, please. 18. You're out there. You run into the next room and you are now there with the butler. The door, however, is still open. Oh, let's shut the door, sir. Shut, yeah, shut that blade door. Both of you give me a strength roll. 10. 20. You close it so quickly and you can hear them smashing onto the other side of the door as you slam this big stone door closed. No thanks, we're not interested. Entering the room at the bottom of the stairs, you see something quite different to anything you've seen before. The room is a crypt, but the spaces for coffins are filled and overspilling with books. This, however, is not the peculiarity. At the other end of the room, you see a thing. Painfully thin human legs with tattered brown trousers, but what stretches up out of them is not human at all. It is an abomination. You see some skin stretched paper thin with two sets of thin skeletal limbs and faces pressed up against the inside, clawing and crying to get out, making the whole creature pulsate jaggedly like a horrific sack of animal bones. It turns to face you, the huge growth on its back wobbling as it does so. 
Its face is somehow distraught with sadness, although barely any flesh remains on its disgusting head. Insect life crawls among the many wounds and holes as its glowing blue eyes pulsate, and it regards you with a grim determination. Both of you give me a horror check, please. <laughs> oh, 17. 18. You, you are both fine. Despite the fact that this thing is horrific, you're determined enough to kill this and get out that you manage to overcome the fear. You notice that behind the beast are piles and piles of corpses, many of which have been placed into a massive clear vat which is attached to a huge intricate alchemist lab, which is in turn attached to a large pipe which then runs out of the room and into the stairwell. You see the creature reach for a jagged instrument on the table behind him. Roll initiative. Once again, the butler is up first. I'm going to frisbee my silver tray straight to the beast. 14. Three damage. The silver tray flies through the room like a shining frisbee and smashes him in the bonds. You see flecks of skull crack off of his head. Next up is going to be Grimald. Grimald's like, Boglord, I presume. Meet my butler. <laughs> It's nice to meet you too. Anyway, you look like you've got something in your eyes. And then I'm going to try and cast Color Spray. 14. Dazzle! The butler, you see a massive array of rainbow colours just light up the room and blast out of Grimald's hand. They spray into the Bog Lord's face and you see him wail his hands all around just waving this, just waving this jagged instrument around and he's screaming. <laughs> And he is now blinded. He just starts running around the room like a mad cunt, not knowing where to go. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Next up is going to be the Bog Lord's turn. He's going to run in a random direction and just start swinging with the jagged instrument. He runs nowhere near you and starts attacking a wall. The thing is just smashing against stone with the jagged instrument that he has in his hand. And he is just not doing damage to you, obviously. Next up is going to be the butler. I'm going to uh, quick run to the table, grab another jagged instrument and then try and um, stab the dude in the back. Uh, my agility this time was a 12. Yeah, you run up to the table and there are all manner of rusty, jagged surgical instruments on the table. You can pick any of them up. I'm going to try, because uh, he's tall, I'm going to uh, go for his um, family jewels. 17. Oh yes! 7 damage! The butler jumps up with this pointy instrument and, and jabs the bog lord in the chest. You see a big thick torrent of black ooze just spill out the, the front of him, spilling onto the floor. And then you see these skeletons just start coming out of the chest and also dying and screaming. And, and it is at this point that you realize you have in fact defeated the bog lord. Yeah! Oh, butler! <laughs> I'm still petrified. The way you flew through the air on that final blow was beautiful. I knew you had it in ya. Wait a minute, wait, wait, so you're telling me that all you did was blind him and then just stab him a bunch of times. He didn't, he, did, did he actually hurt you in any way? You don't look like you've taken any damage. He tried. He was just shit. What? He hadn't met Gr Lord Grimm and the butler before, had he? Welcome to adventuring, young Erwin. Oh, oh yeah, the, the old pro over in. <laughs> <laughs> so the zombies in the hallway. Zombies? And. God, you don't even know what a zombie is. You call yourselves adventurers? No. Okay, I don't so know. the zombies in the hallway and the puking hanging guys did more damage than the Boglord did. 
Yeah, well, I got me magics on him and he didn't know what hit him, did he? Well, Started beating up a wall like a wazog. What a boring fight. You're, you're, right, steady you're, on. You're I've been out of action boring. for years. Well, uh, okay. I'll take him. I'll take a win. At this point, you see the equipment at the back of the room start to explode. <laughs> oh, shit. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's go, quick. Before we get blown up. Both of you give me reflex saves to get out of the room, please. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes! Crit. 14. You guys run out of there, through the stone door, up the hallway, and out through the zombies. And as you get to the top of the hill, you can see the crypt just explode behind you as you're running away from it. Whoa! Wow! Okay, that's one way to do it. Haha! <laughs> so is that cleared up the little bog lord problem, you reckon, Daniel? Well, uh, take a look. And as you stand there on the summit, you can see the mists surrounding the entire boglands just clearing. And he's like, Okay, so uh, if you take a look at all of these lands over there, and you can see now for miles and miles and miles, you can see some settlements, some woodland, you can see some greens and things like this. <gasps> and he's like, that, my friends, is, uh, well, uh, we call it Ravenloft. What? Yeah, it's, uh, you, you find yourselves in a strange land, my friends. Um. You said you wanted to leave this place. Yeah, well, uh. Yeah. I gotta break some news to you. I don't really know how, but I do know a guy that might know how. What? Well, yeah, we gotta get home. Yeah, well, you see, there's a guy that rules over pretty much everything. His name's Strad von Zarevich. Bless you. What's his name? His name's Strad von Zarevich. Oh. Right. Well, right. He sounds like a fruity character, doesn't he? Yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a pretentious name. Well, uh, he might know how to get out. I mean, nobody ever actually has got out. Um, he, but the, he's the most powerful guy pretty much that ever lived in Ravenloft and he's tried to escape four times and was never successful but uh, if there's any leading authority on escape attempts he's probably the one you want to talk to. Uh, you know what I've heard many a tale and uh, Lord Grimm here has escaped some rather dire situations himself. Yeah I've run away, run away from the best of them I have. Yeah, but nothing like this, my friends. So all you want to do is journey about, uh, I don't know, about uh, six million miles to the south and go to Baravia where you'll find his castle, Castle Ravenloft, and speak to him. And uh, he also doesn't really like visitors, so uh, uh, best of luck, I suppose. Uh, don't think so, Daniel. You are now under my employ. And there's not much you can do about it because you've got no body to fight back. So, congratulations, you got the job. What I'm coming with you? Indeed you are. I've got I've got a uh, I've got a kind of body for you. Well, the thing is, you're gonna have to hang around with us for quite some time now, because if you're if you're true in what you're saying, that we're stuck in this bloody what's it called, Raven Butt? Raven, R Raven, Raven, um, Raven. Yeah. Raven Loft. Raven Loft. And you don't like being Raven Loft. And you don't like being in the bag. How do you yes. like being on the end of my stick? No, please no. Yeah, that's where you're going. There we go. You put him on the end of your stick and he's like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Nah, you don't. You're on the end of uh, Grim's little rod now. Welcome to the party, Daniel. It's got to be beautiful. Let's go see this idiot Strad.
Okay, so that was the first episode of Raven Lord, the story of the Foreign Beggars 2. Woo! Wow. What well, that was guys... disgusting, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I thought DCC was bad, but as soon as you chuck a bit of Ravenloft in there, it fucking scary as shit. I've been using, like, the uh, Domains of Dread book. This is, uh, I think, the third part of the sort of the meta plot of Ravenloft, but I've got the red box as well. And um, I've been doing a lot of reading on like, Ravenloft, and I, I, I liked this one the best. I think it fit DCC the best, because mm-hmm. it's got the fear, horror, yeah. madness uh, checks in there. So those are all three different yeah, grades. They're, they're mm-hmm. awesome. Depending mm-hmm. on what you see. Yeah. Kind of thing. And they're fucking... No, they are scary. They yeah, are so scary. you actually had to do a madness check during that at one point, because yep. what happened was is you rolled badly on the horror yeah. check, and then that went over to the madness, mm-hmm. and then that's where you got paranoia. So that's now a permanent feature of your character, unless you can get it off on some way, that's uh, the butler. So yeah, um, Ravenloft in DCC. There it's pretty go. easy to convert a lot of the stuff actually. It works really well and I've I've quite enjoyed it. What did you guys think? I love it so far. Yeah. I was I'm really interested to see I was really interested to see how Ravenloft would work in DCC. And uh yeah, I think it's brilliant well, so yeah. far. I think you've done a cracking job been of, done before, is it? of writing this adventure for yeah. Like yeah, well I, I first of all what I wanted to do, we'll probably get to some published modules at some point. Um mm. the only thing is I wanted a short one to have a, like an introduction and very few short modules for Ravenloft actually exist. So right. I, that's yeah. why we started off with a, a self-written one mm. um, but we're going to get to some of the uh, to the pre-made ones um, so that people can see what it's like to convert one at some point yeah. but we started off with a, a self-authored one just to just to kick it off yeah. um, and I, I thought it went really well I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the little skull guy that was named after Daniel Irwin who's one of our Patreons yeah. so if you Wee. donate on Patreon you can uh, you can become a character in the series mm-hmm. and now it looks like he's going to be a mainstay now he's <laughs> now he's part of your fucking staff your staff <laughs> you know, you know, because funny if he can if he can uh, sort of slightly control the staff and he's just uh, hopping along like a pogo oh, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's how it works I just I just pictured him like just talking at really like inopportune moments and we're like shut up Daniel I've just got to put my hand over his little skull mouth on the end of my <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I love oh, it man so uh, if you guys listeners want to get in contact with us uh, you can do so how would you do that well, you can go to the email address, which is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. You have a look at it. it. Have a little look at it. it. Walk away, it. whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, you can always walk over to the Twitter, which is at, table, at tabletoptwats. Or there's Facebook, which is forward slash tabletopt. And that's about it for ways to contact us. As we well, mentioned before, you, you, can, can, go- go- you can find us on Google+, Google+, Google+ Plus and well. part of the Nerds International community. Yeah, and if you want to chuck us a buck, go over to Patreon. We're at Tabletop Twats on there, and you can be a character in the show. So, yeah, yeah boy. Yeah. yeah, boy. Season two. Season two. We're smells back. nice. Oh, my God. It doesn't smell nice. It smells bad. It's no, it smells Ravenloft. like bogs. Yeah. It smells nasty. <laughs> not all of Ravenloft is a bog. Uh, well, well, not anymore. From what I've seen so far, it's shite. Bog lord. <laughs> yeah, shit. There's shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oozing nastiness. Corpses. And- Corpses and oh yeah, you guys God. really struggled through that. I mean, if to be fair, if it wasn't for the blindness, you would. I think you were pretty fucked because you're yeah. very low on HP. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Raven Lord. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> what a great ball gaming to a actual play. You see, it's like a like a pun, like a bog. Ah, shut up. It's too funny for your unintelligent ears. Anyway, join us next time on The Raven Lord.
goodbye. Ah, ah.